everyone. Welcome back to Midnight Movie Theater. Today we're talking about Takashi Miike's horror thriller, Audition. The first time I watched this movie is a blur. I was in high school and I did not have the attention span or depth to really enjoy this movie. My older brother brought it over and was kind of making a big deal about watching it. I was getting ready for something completely grotesque. We had been watching movies like Cannibal Holocaust, The Beyond, Hostel, and other movies that really revolved around being shocking. I'm not gonna lie, this movie cannot keep my attention for anything. I was waiting for someone to get completely eviscerated, and there I was, reading subtitles. Watching these two go on dates, my teenage self could not understand why this movie was so talked about. I was a fool. Fast forward, nearly 20 years later, and I start thinking about this movie again. Wondering why I couldn't remember anything about it. So it was time for a rewatch. I was completely surprised. I love this movie. The pacing, the acting, really everything about it. I think it's a masterpiece and does exactly what it's trying to do so patiently. I haven't watched many of Takashi Miike's movies, but I'm very interested in diving into his filmography after this rewatch. Anyway, let's get into it. This movie has two main characters, Aoyama and Asami. There are other important characters, but these two are the main focus. The movie opens up to a really dour scene. Our main squeeze, Aoyama, is by his wife's side as she passes away. Right after she is pronounced dead, their son walks in. Cut to seven years in the future, Aoyama and his son are fishing and seem to have a wonderful relationship. Aoyama is encouraged to start dating again and possibly remarry. Aoyama talks with his friend Yoshikawa about the idea of remarrying. Yoshikawa comes up with a plan of holding a fake audition to speedrun the dating process. Aoyama receives the applications for the fake audition and starts to read through some of them. He happens upon Asami's essay and it catches his attention. Right away, it seems his mind is made up. Out of the 30 contestants, she's the only standout. Part of Asami's essay describes her passion for ballet and how an injury caused her to give up her lifelong dream of being a professional dancer. Aoyama relates the loss of his wife to Aoyama's loss of career and immediately feels that they have a connection. During the audition, Yoshikawa has the women brought in and he asks them questions about themselves, some of which are degrading. Aoyama is quiet throughout and feels guilty for tricking the women into believing that they have a shot at an acting gig. Eventually, Asami comes in and is very soft-spoken, dressed in white. This is the first time Aoyama starts talking during the audition. He's clearly already falling for her. After the audition, his friend tells him that Asami gave him a bad feeling. Aoyama ignores this and rings her up. They go on a date, and he plans on calling her for a follow-up date. Up until this point, this movie feels like a rom-com or some sort of a melodrama. It is a slow burn, which I really enjoyed. While Asami is waiting for the phone to ring, she sits and waits for days, seeming to be asleep in a seated position. A curious burlap sack sits in the background. When the phone rings, the sack rolls across the floor and a growl is heard. Aoyama is clearly fucked. He doesn't know it, but we do. Without the knowledge of her having a sack creature, Aoyama decides they should get married. Fucking cats are fighting. He plans to propose on a weekend getaway that they have planned. Cut to their weekend getaway. Aoyama is kind of rambling about things that they could do that evening 
and Asami is dead-ass quiet. She looks as if she's not hearing any of the shit that he's saying at all. She starts to undress and get under the covers. She shows Aoyama this big burn scar on her leg and says it was an accident that happened when she was younger. He asks him to join her in bed and asks if he promises to only love her. He agrees and then they start doing it. He wakes up to the phone ringing and Asami is gone. It seems he is feeling a little foggy. At this point in the movie, Asami has disappeared from Aoyama. She won't answer her phone and he has no way of finding out where she could be. Aoyama talks to Yoshikawa about the strange events. Yoshikawa urges him to forget about her and to just move on. Aoyama doesn't appreciate the advice, so he takes her application and starts doing some detective work. First, he shows up at the dance studio that she listed. When he arrives, it is boarded up. He doesn't give a fuck about a B&E charge and busts right into that bitch. Much to his surprise, there is a man inside playing the piano. He asks the man about Asami, and the piano man starts asking all sorts of weird questions. Did you make love to her? Did you smell her? And shit like that. Aoyama should have been a little bit more put off by this, but he's in a pussy coma. The man is in a wheelchair and reveals he has no feet of his own. He has some weird shoes that look like a dead person's feet with blocks of wood nailed to the bottom. The creepy dude gives off a similar vibe as Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. Real dark shit going on in his life. Aoyama leaves and tries the bar that Asami put down as her work reference. He finds that it's been closed for at least a year. Another small detail that Asami failed to include is that the owner of the bar was murdered and cut up into little pieces. The police found a tongue, three fingers, and an ear at the crime scene that were unidentified. Aoyama needs to start putting the goddamn puzzle pieces together. But before he has a chance to, someone breaks into his house and drugs his evening drink. He comes home and drinks the damn drink. He starts feeling a little funky. He starts to stagger around the living room and soon crashes to the floor. The next series of scenes can be interpreted however you want. This is how I understood it. As Aoyama is in his drugged out state, Asami explains who she really is and what her intentions have been all along. Instead of just showing her monologue all of this, it's done in a very surreal dreamlike state. Aoyama's point of view. He sees flashbacks to their dates, but the conversations are different. Asami is explaining her childhood trauma. She was abused by her aunt, physically and mentally, then sent back to live with her mom, who had remarried. Her stepdad is, I believe, the man playing the piano. He gave her the burns on her leg. It is heavily implied that he was sexually abusive as well as physical and verbal. Aoyama's dead wife appears in one of these scenes, trying to warn him about Asami. Then it cuts to Asami's apartment. She is trying to blow him, and he eventually lets it happen. When she looks up, she is Aoyama's assistant from work. Then she turns into a girl his son was with earlier. Then it's just Aoyama and the bag. The bag is behind him. He checks it out and it starts to move. The bag opens and out comes what most people would keep in a giant burlap sack in the middle of their apartment. A man in a diaper who is missing both of his feet, three fingers, his tongue, and an ear. Sound familiar? While Aoyama stares at the man in horror, Asami is seen in the kitchen behind him preparing a meal for the sack man. She pukes in a fucking dog bowl and slides it over to the dude. He starts eating it, and he seems to really like whatever Asami had for lunch. A little piece of corn falls out of the bowl. 
Cut to another scene where Asami comes up behind the piano man and she cuts his head off with a big old piece of wire. It's like a saw wire and she wraps it around his neck and his head just plops off onto the piano keys. Meanwhile, back in Oyama's apartment, he is all fucked up and can't move. He sees Asami getting her leather apron on. He also notices that Asami killed his dog. He has this cute little dog named Gang and Asami killed him. He's just laying there with his tongue hanging out. <clears throat> she injects Aoyama's tongue with a paralyzing agent that will leave his nerves intact so that he can still feel, but cannot move. She cuts open his shirt and explains that he is a liar, which, to be fair, is a little like the pot calling the kettle black. On her entire resume, the only thing that was true was that she did ballet and possibly her name. Not to mention all the lying on the dates, jeez. But anyway... She starts torturing him with acupuncture needles, saying Kiri Kiri Kiri, as she puts them all over his stomach and eye sockets. Then comes the wire. She takes that shit out and saws his left foot off, and then she just tosses it against the window. She's laughing and really having a good time when Oyama's son unexpectedly. Dang it! <laughs> She's laughing and really having a good time when Aoyama's son unexpectedly comes home early. Asami hides and pulls out some sort of spray to attack him with. Here is another hallucination scene where Aoyama wakes up in bed with Asami. They're back at the weekend getaway. This time she does not leave after the sex and, accept his, and accepts his marriage proposal. He comes back to reality and tries to warn his son. His son is horrified at the condition that his dad is in. Asami pops out and starts trying to spray him with whatever it is that she has. He runs up the stairs and she chases after. He stumbles at the top of the stairs and she stands over him trying to spray his face. He boots her ass down the stairs. She goes flying all the way to the bottom and breaks her neck. She's done for, but still breathing. In her last moments, Asami is repeating some of the dialogue from the date they had earlier. Asami and Aoyama's eyes are locked. She is repeating one of the lines about not having anyone and being alone. It's really sad for everyone involved. One thing that I wanted to mention that I really liked. Before any of the audition stuff happens, there's a scene with Aoyama and his assistant that is very subtle but says a lot. She catches Aoyama before he's about to leave and tells him she'll be getting married soon. He congratulates her. She seems like she's expecting more of a reaction from him and he just leaves. You get the feeling that they must have had some sort of brief relationship that didn't amount to much. It's confirmed during, it's confirmed during the blowjob hallucination scene. When the assistant appears, she's crying and explaining how she made a mistake by sleeping with him and was expecting more to come from it. Anyway, I just thought that whole interaction was very well done. I give this movie 5 out of 5 stars on Letterboxd. I highly recommend it even though it might have changed the way I feel about eating soup with corn in them. Thanks for listening to Midnight Movie Theater. Until next time. My